Okay. Welcome to the Startup Stack Podcast, where we do interviews with um, Sacramento area founders. Today, I'm with Chris and Leave, yes. um, husband and wife co-founders of um, T-Cubed. So let's start off having you, and I, I should say, first of all, we're at the studios of Trifecta Systems, so we want to give a shout out to them, organic meal delivery service right here in West Sacramento to all over the country. So check them out. Um, so back to you guys. Um, let's talk about your backgrounds a little bit before you came up with this game, um, and then we'll talk about your startup. Okay, so hi, I'll start. All right, so my name is Chris Sprague. I'm actually an aeronauticist and engineer by trade and roboticist. And so my background, I started at CU Boulder, went in the Peace Corps, came out, decided to make a football throwing robot called the AIQB, Artificially Intelligent Quarterback and then launched basically five startups as a result of that and all of them failed until we got the T-Cube, which we'll talk about that later. So my background is absolutely not in game design, it's not in toys, it's not in anything remotely like that, but it's worked because we kind of, we went through an incubation course that helped us figure out how to make the business. Not but just you, a toy. It sounds like you've got some entrepreneurial background um, outside of that. Yeah, okay. before we hit this for sure. And what about you? So I am actually a cognitive psychologist, um, so I'm about to get my PhD at UC Davis. Um, so also don't have a lot of background in games, um, but I've been along for the ride and all of these entrepreneurial startup um, endeavors that we've had along the way. Um, and then in terms of bringing my background of cognitive psychology, cognitive neuroscience to the game, um, I really look at it as kind of an, a testing opportunity to um, test how people react to the game, what people think of the game, um, and it's a really cool game you'll see in a minute that um, you can really see the social aspect of, of holding it and you pass it back and forth and you're playing it and you can watch the other person strategize as you play, um, which is pretty so, it's a game. You invented a game, um, and you built a startup around that. Where did that idea come from? What's the origin story for this? Well, after several of the past uh, startups that we've had have kind of failed from not enough money or not enough people to really, you know, do these big ideas, um, we said, okay, let's take a step back, let's really learn what we're doing wrong and figure out what we can do better. And one of the things was, let's just start really, really simple, none of these big, revolutionary, life-changing ideas. Um, let's just start with the idea of tic-tac-toe. What can we do with tic-tac-toe? And um, we went to Startup Hustle at um, Hacker Lab mm -hmm. and went through that incubator course um, and they taught us a lot about um, customer validation and really designing your product around the customer. And I think it really worked well for us because we had this idea of tic-tac-toe, what can we do with that? And so we kind of were a little bit removed from the idea and so we said, okay, here you go customers, here's some ideas. And we just kind of worked together and changed it and changed it and changed it until we came up with something that really worked. So why tic-tac-toe? Was that something you, you just brainstormed something out of blue? Or? Well, Chris, Chris started with the yeah. idea. Yeah. Honestly, after being so emotionally involved in all of our other products, like we made the AAQB because I played football for eight years and I said, hey, it'd be great for me to be able to go out and train by myself and there was so much investment into it that we said, all right, let's pick something that you cannot possibly be emotionally involved in. And there's a lot of different options, but tic-tac-toe was on the list, right? And we're like, all right, let's just go tic-tac-toe. And as she was saying, like in Startup Hustle, they said, all right, go and just validate the customer. So we said, play tic-tac-toe. 
what would you do to change that to be more fun? And we literally just kept asking that question and until they got to a point they were like, oh, that's really fun, I would buy that. And we're like, that's how you know you finally made a product. And so yeah, we were very happy that that was the evolution of it. So your product really started with, with the market validation. You just had this vague concept yeah. and then you did the market validation right. and let that drive you to that. Right. Oh, yeah. So we kind of, we had the idea that we'd come across just hanging out with friends. What if you put tic-tac-toe on a cube? That might be kind yeah. of cool. There's some different variations there. And, um, and then slowly with customer validation came up with all the different extra rules. Um, so that really helped as well. Um, and we actually went quite a bit farther than this um, from just the tic-tac-toe on a cube game um, and had kind of an electronic version with lights and LEDs, all, the diff all these different things. And people kept telling us, no, actually, we really like your prototype, um, just your demo version. And so we had to pivot and kind of scale back and realized, hey, this is our product right here. Let's do that. Right, and actually to step a little forward onto that, uh, I think I'm jumping the gun a little, where, where is the company going? But what we found out with customer validation is that we had just like a little demo whiteboard like she was saying, and it was a cute whiteboard and we'd draw the games mm -hmm. on it. And people liked this mechanic so much and this game so much, they said just build your company off of something very basic and get to where you want to go with the app queue. Uh, and what we've also found through the whole process is people don't mind writing, um, marking this with a pen but they do consistently say, hey, it'd be cool if that had LEDs and you could touch it. And we're like, okay, yeah, we agree. Mm -hmm. So this is an MVP in that respect. I mean, this is right. it's very this simple. Is kind and of the it, first. You yeah. had even a, a prior very or earlier version than that, I think, that was just all white, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was a whiteboard from. Whiteboard cut up, glued uh -huh. together. Uh -huh. Like from That's the it. dollar store with electrical tape. Like so, it was ghetto rig. So a good sure. example of a minimum viable product oh, to yeah. get a really simple, cheap prototype out there to test. Right. right. Yeah. And that was key for us oh, in, in figuring out how to build this startup mm -hmm. um, in a way that we hadn't done with prior products that just got too big to handle every time. Right, right. Yeah. So you got the market validation and you, you did that little prototype. What was the next step? Uh, how did you get from that to and these? And I know you make these locally mm -hmm. and you make them yourself. So talk about that a little bit and, and that with your process of doing that. Yeah, for sure. So. Once we started hearing, yeah, you should really focus just on that single game rather than this huge complex thing, um, we stepped back and tried to figure out how to move from a you know, $1 crappy whiteboard into something that's actually nice and professional looking. And so we went, like we're members at Hacker Lab, and so we looked at the different tools available there and we just said, all right, laser cutter is a really good tool for this kind of thing. And so we started putting together different prototypes, started fitting it together. And that actually took like four or five months just to go from a whiteboard to this because these click together and they fit together like Legos. And so to actually get that to fit and um, to assemble correctly with little dots, it took a long time to go from an MVP to something people consistently looked at and said, that's a product that I'll buy. Because we couldn't sell the whiteboard to anybody, right? But you can sell this. So. Having co-working or actually maker spaces like Hacker Lab mm -hmm. here, and, and there's others out there like uh, Maker HQ yep. and others, uh, was critical for you to be able to do this. Absolutely. So, shout out to our local maker space scene here right. for, for being able to help you on that. Well, and Indie Arcade, so there's SAC Indie Arcade and then IGDA, our two gaming groups right. here, mm -hmm. that were also very pivotal. So we went to IGDA, we talked to them, they actually helped us go from just tic-tac-toe on a cube, which ended up being six games of boring tic-tac-toe, <laughs> to understanding like how can you add a couple mechanics that are so powerful 
even if they're simple, to change the whole entire dynamic of the game. And that's what we did. We added arrows and portals. That's it. Right. Done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we went to SAC and the arcade to validate what we had learned through those groups. And it was like, yeah, they, they were right. Those so another good right. resource here in Sacramento, IGDA and SAC and the arcade. Yep, absolutely. Um, key groups here in the Sacramento region for the game development community mm -hmm. helped you guys out there too. So another Definitely. good resource mm -hmm. um, out there here. Um, so what are what were some of the biggest challenges for you in developing this? Mm. I mean, making that. I know you. Sp I've seen you on, on social media talking about cutting this thing, spending all night cutting this thing. Right. So That's I mean, even before that, figuring out what the manufacturing process would be was, mm -hmm. I guess, a challenge. And so, like Chris was saying, we had to figure out how. To, okay, how do we go from this whiteboard cube into something like this? Um, but then not only does that look nice and people want to buy it and everything, but what's the best process to, to use for that? Um, and then scaling that process from, okay, we tested a few, it looks good. Okay, now let's do a hundred of them. Oh wait, you get all these issues, you have to go through that. And then just manufacturing them is taking a lot of yeah, time. You're doing it all yeah. yourself right yeah. now. So we finally, we finally <laughs> said, all right, the pieces are done, they click together. We're paying some locals to actually help us package these and a lot of them are at a hacker lab so that's another good resource okay. there is just other people looking for independent contracts so that's been good uh, to step off of what she's saying too though the manufacturing at a maker space it's meant for one-offs it is not meant for right. three thousand right. so we made seventeen thousand four hundred pieces on the laser cutter wow. and having a repeatable process on a tool that anybody can do anything to was frustrating and kind of fun challenge at the end of it. I'm like, all right, I'm glad we had the ability to actually meet that challenge and make it work. But then the other part I would say a lot of entrepreneurs run into, and we did too, is figuring out when to spend money. Because a lot of people say, no, just, you know, what's your time worth, right? And I hate that question because mm -hmm. it's your time, how much money do you have? You're, if you have no money, your time ain't worth any money. You have to put it in. Like, that's just the truth. And so we've stepped back and said, all right, what is valuable? What can't we do? What will take less time? And that's how we've tried to figure out how to spend money. And we've been pretty good about saying, all right, this is how much money we need. Let's go sell this many T-cubes to then pay for the services that we need. And we've been very good about paying for the services we need through sales. So it's a pay-as-you-go kind of yeah. approach. Yeah. Yeah. But it's helped us grow in a way I think that most people don't get to because they sink money and sink money and sink money rather than focusing on sales and growth and traction. Right. So so you're, you're, you're selling this. Mm -hmm. um, can you share? units sold or how that's going? Yep. Do you want to go through any of that? Um, so we started last November with sales for Christmas um, and just kind of went on social media to our own personal networks saying, hey, we've got this product now. It's ready to go if anybody wants it for Christmas. Um, it's a great gift. It's a great stocking stuffer. You know, buy one for yourself, one for a friend. And we got a lot of traction that way just within our, our own personal networks. Um, and then we sort of started scaling that from there, continuing to reach out to our personal networks, broadening our networks, um, working around the Sacramento community, going to events like uh, the SAC Indie Arcade and that sort of thing. Um, and then we're also, we've got our website up now and we're starting to, to build up the, the online. internet yeah. online kind of um, bringing people in that way. So would you like to say more about that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so the direct answer is we've sold over 300 units since starting to sell in November. Uh, and that is considering the fact like January and February, I don't care what it is, people don't want to buy anything right. anymore, right? So like <laughs> we've started to scale that back up and we're actually gotten half of the sales that we got for Christmas already 
since, I don't know, it's probably been like six weeks that it's really started picking up again. And also to add on to what she said with Facebook, a lot of people think, hey, you got to go and have a plan. And I just finally was like, nah, whatever, let's just put anything out there. Let's just say I'm here in the middle of the night. And people start seeing it enough to be like, oh man, you're booming. Nope, I'm just working a lot. <laughs> and so they see that and it starts picking up sales for you to where you don't have to have a marketing plan yet. And yeah, we've evolved into a marketing plan, but you don't have to initially and you really shouldn't. You should just tell people what you're doing. Um, yeah, people would just say, oh, I don't know what that is, but I want one. And yeah. by the way, could you tell me what it is, what it is I'm buying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people were really interested just in you posting about what mm -hmm. you're doing. So you said you got a Facebook page. What are the kind of promotion and marketing are you doing for this? So we actually just go out to like the happy hour with you guys uh -huh. and we just play with people. Uh -huh. And when we came in here to Trifecta, you saw just talking to a couple of people in here. They're like, oh, you make a game? What's the game? You just play it for a couple minutes with them and they're pretty hooked pretty quickly. And what we've seen, the reason is you have this expectation of tic-tac-toe and you don't want to play tic-tac-toe as an adult, it's kind of boring. And then we change your mind about that and there's this enjoyment that we change your mind about something that's like long-standing beliefs. So that's kind of a weird way to answer, that's how we market, but that is working really effectively for us. It kind of turns tic-tac-toe on its side. Oh yeah. 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 Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... That's uh, another dimension. Exactly, that's another dimension to tic-tac-toe. Exactly, yeah. awesome. That's right. Um, so some key wins. Any key wins you've had so far that, that uh, you go home and you celebrate, you pop a bottle of wine or champagne or something about? Oh man, just the sales growth mm -hmm. alone. Like getting to the point of even that very first sale mm -hmm. is really exciting of, you know what, we, we made something that people mm -hmm. want, that people are going to buy. And that's mm -hmm. really encouraging because once you get that, you can scale up. And once you get 20, you can scale up, scale mm -hmm. up and keep, keep adding to that. Right. So, oh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, so I can't be happy enough to like promote SAC Indie Arcade simply because last year we went with the whiteboard demo where we were, we were sort of showing the game, sort of showing something else, and someone actually bought one of the whiteboards. Oh, really? Yeah, and we were like, all right, yeah. Yeah, we'll let, I don't know, 20 bucks, what? We didn't even know. Um, so that was a definite win. Mm -hmm. But then we just, we just finished the 17,400 pieces. I don't know, three weeks ago, and that was a pretty big win because I'm tired of doing that. <laughs> and, and then we went back to SAC Indie Arcade uh, kind of for a one-year anniversary, mm -hmm. and people went, oh my gosh, this is the my same thing that was here last actually. year. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was, it was really neat to see that, that kind of one-year mark of, okay, now this is a product. We've built a, a real product. Yeah. So we sold 50 that day. So we, we got a little over 700 bucks in that day, and it is neat to see one on the first time we ever showed it, versus, you know, 50-fold. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, it, yeah, those are pretty big ones pretty for big us. Big. So how are you going to scale this? What's what's next for scaling it and going to the next level? Um, so we have, I don't know, about 2,000 units right now that are packaged that we, we have at home. We're trying to get those out, actually just through kind of natural word of mouth and going to events and like going to Maker Fair and things like that. And that'll leave us with about 50K, 40, 50K to then invest in the next process of somebody else making these. Okay. And later this year in November, we actually want to have all of that ready so that start in November, we can start a Kickstarter that is done on Black Friday or Cyber Monday mm -hmm. for delivery for Christmas, Christmas because okay. so many people see it and like, even though it's not Christmas time right now, they immediately go, stocking stuffer. Because exactly. it, it folds up in a lot smaller package. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very it's got one there in your pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, you have the marker, you have the rules, you have everything contained. Awesome. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, before I forget, where your website, what is your website where people get through watching this, they can just go there and check it out. Right. 
playtcubed.com. That's P-L-A-Y-T-C-U-B-E-D.com. Playtcubed. Yep. Okay. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit away from the game um, and maybe come back to that at the end and teach people how to play it. But you've you've actually been teaching this this concept of paycheck that you just mentioned here to a few workshops. So I was wondering if you could take a few minutes and kind of um, share what that is with other entrepreneurs out there, real quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, what we recognized in this is we have a very valuable story, and that's mainly where we started. We were just telling people, I went from engineering through these projects that we devoted time, money, everything you would think is required of a, of a startup, we devoted it all and they failed. And all we did is lost a ton of money and that story is not, uh, it's, it's, very not it's not uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not unique. But the fact that we were able to step back and actually then move forward after that many fails, I think it is rare to meet somebody like that. And so finding out what it was that helped us transition and finally start scaling a company, that's basically what concept of paycheck is, is. It's like that story and the lessons we learned and the very key points at which we learned them that helped us change that. Versus like, yeah, you have Mark Zuckerberg teaching you how to make businesses useless. I made it and it was awesome and I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Thank you. It doesn't quite translate to this, right? And, right. and it's hard for any entrepreneur to come. So right. the basic premise of concept of paycheck is what you were saying earlier, right? It's it's make a little bit of money and, and to generate some revenue to take you to the next level. Mm -hmm. Right, it's really an iterative, an iterative process. process. Yeah. It's kind of a spiral iteration. Right, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. okay. with, yeah. with customers at the center, and I know that as an, as an engineer and seeing other engineers, you usually get hooked on the product is so valuable. You know, you can't build a company around a bad product. Okay, Mr. Potato Head, Pet Rock, those little frogs that you click on that jump, they're not amazing products. So you can build a business on a dumb product. You can build a business on making toilet paper softer. And like that's what we learned is it's really like, it's, it is much more about your interaction with customers over time and that just grows and grows and grows and grows. So you mentioned a couple of, um, we mentioned a couple of resources earlier on, um, for Trifecta Studios, we, you mentioned Hacker Labs, like in the Arcade, IDVA. Local Sacramento resources. Let's kind of what are you, what are your impressions of working here in Sacramento as a, with as an entrepreneur and, and a startup here in Sacramento? Um, my most of my experience um, working with T Cubed has been through Hacker Lab um, as well as IGDA, um, both of which have been really supportive in our mm -hmm. um, in our starting up and um, the Hacker Lab startup hustle. Um, incubator really, really helped us figure out how to focus on which on deadline for well. the next one is. I'm not sure I'll get this video out in time. I think, I think it's like May 5th or something. It's coming up soon, yeah. so I, I'm hoping this video will get published tomorrow. <laughs> um, so there may be time if you watch this real quick to uh, get on the ball and, and apply to that. Mm -hmm. So another part that I've liked is I've been able to meet people like you and Laura Good and. Everybody in SAC is really willing to take the next step mm -hmm. to help that other startup grow. You know, because of that, I have also been willing to. Versus in other locations, I do feel it's about you, your startup, and your time is only invested there. Um, and I like the approach here much more because it's more fun. You can grab a beer and magically meet somebody like Greg at Trifecta, who I'm amazed he is still actually going and helping the community. Like they have an attraction, he's not doing this to help himself. Like you would sell what two meals to us? Good job. Like, and then that's what's so neat is I've met people that are at that level.
that you only find like at happy hour, that small event in, in SAC. And I've gone to San Francisco in the Bay Area. I'm not, I'm not bashing on it, but I have more consistently found a more like aggressive posture. And it's much more about like, how can I sink you into my business? Than about like the just culture and community as a whole. NDAs flying around all over the yeah. place. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much more laid back, yeah, collaborative mm -hmm. kind of community. Here. Yeah. So everybody in the Bay Area who wants a more relaxed, uh, collaborative environment, come out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, what though can Sacramento do better? Um, what what can we do better at to accelerate our growth and become an even better ecosystem than we have now? Hmm. Putting out the spot. That Actually, question. that is on the spot. Um, I mean, everybody says funding, and, and that's, every I, city says that except the Bay Area. I think that's a terrible answer, though. I agree with you. I, here's why I say this is a terrible answer. I am super proud. Like, I laminated our first expense, which was a dollar, literally at the Dollar Tree. No shout out to them, though. Um, <laughs> and I'm proud of the fact that we have built a company having spent one dollar towards a product people can play with. Um, and I guess maybe then I'd say... That's, that's what SAC can do better, is you need more of these events to help pull people out, to talk to customers, to end users, and really get them out of the woodworks in larger events. Like SAC Indie Arcade does a good job with gamers. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of entrepreneur events here in SAC, but it's usually like um, capitalized pitch event. We didn't even get invited to that, and that's fine. There's like There are other more qualified people at this point, but after capitalized, think about another one where it's just like 400 entrepreneurs in a room just showing what they make mm -hmm. and just talking to each other. That they could right. do better. More, and more charge each of like us that. 10 bucks so that it doesn't cost the city anything. Mm -hmm. but like We pay 10 bucks gladly. All right, good idea. I need to write that down. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's part of Startup Tech is we want to get some new programs out there to, to help the entrepreneurs out there and, and grow the city. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? I, I want to end by... Uh, doing some instruction on how to play the game, but anything else you'd like to share about your journey uh, beforehand or, or shout outs or, or advice to other entrepreneurs? Okay, she'll do the rules. Okay, so here's, what, here's the thing. Right, well, we, hold on, so I do have an answer to that. But okay. I was gonna say, we're trying to figure out who gets to answer different questions. Okay. Um, I would say that there are a lot of startups that think that, or a lot of um, founders that think that startups either they go well because you have a, you're lucky and you have a product or they don't go well and like if it, they're not going well they're just going to be frustrating the whole time and like the reality is even with this and even with this selling there are days where it is super frustrating even though we have the traction we have everything else you it's need it's a roller coaster yeah it really is and even for successful people and again trifecta i guarantee there are days they just are, oh, yeah. they are super burnt out but then the next day they just pick it back up and so if that's where you're sitting Seriously, no joke. Like, go grab a beer or a coffee or go hang out with other entrepreneurs and just, like, hang out and chat with them and commiserate, play well, a couple of video you know, games and, and, like, relax and come back to right. it the next day. And that's something I should ask others is, because it's a common thing we hear all the time here, is it's, it's the highs are super high and the lows are super low. It's right. a roller coaster. Um, so how do people cope with that? Mm -hmm. and, and so you're saying get out and go out and socialize with others, or, or you know, if you're an introvert like me, mm -hmm. you maybe you just want to go out in the backyard and yeah. throw your, the ball for your dog or something. Mm -hmm. But get away that from too. the computer, get yeah. away from yeah. whatever you're focused on, and, yeah. and go out yeah. and, and take a walk or do something. Right, right. like Taking waste time, time. Uh, and that sounds ridiculous, but I, I played Madden football in like 2010 every day at, at noon for 10 minutes. 
And that's just because it lets my mind just relax and do that. And mm -hmm. on frustrating days, that's fine. And so if you're an introvert and you like video games or you feel bad because you're wasting time, it's okay. not. It's not at all. Set a limit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, any other advice? I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. All right, so earlier, before we started this, we had um, Leif uh, teach Jason of how to play. So I think what we'll do is we'll also include that video for a more detailed explanation. But why don't you go ahead and explain uh, the basic rules of TQ, and we'll do both. All right, then. So the basic rules, this is the name TQ comes from tic-tac-toe on a cube. Um, so you're playing tic-tac-toe on all six faces of the cube at the same time, um, but with a couple extra rules to make it more strategic. Um, so things like when you play on a corner, you get all the adjacent corners at the same time. If you play on an edge, same thing, you get to play the adjacent edge as well. Um, and then there are also portals where if you play in the middle like that, it's like a portal through the cube to the other side with the same color, and you get to play on that as well. So you get to play more than one face at a time with one move. Um, and then, it might be hard to see on the video here, but um, there are arrows on these lines here, and the arrows force your opponent to different sides of the cube. Um, so you're really strategically trying to think, okay, I'm going to play over here because that's going to force my opponent to this other side. So based on where you play on one face, the arrows point your opponent to a different side of the cube. Um, and then also that portal works in the same kind of way. Um, so it's a, a pretty strategic game that um, after the first few moves, people think, oh my gosh, you just totally changed my mind about T-cubed and how, or about tic-tac-toe with T-cubed and how it works. It's a little cliche, but it does really does add a, a different dimension to yep. it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, again, uh, we'll, we'll show a little more of that uh, in a separate video, but uh, awesome. Again, mm -hmm. playtcube.com, right? Playtcube.com, that's um, right. And I'm sure at some point there's going to be forums of people uh, helping each other with strategies right. and whatnot. That's right, and other types of, there are little different challenges or slightly variations of, of different rules. And then you'll have, uh, you'll go with the dodecahedron version someday, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we've got we, plans we for these. Plans. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, we plans. all different shapes. A lot of people want these for promotional products, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so so branded for, with people's logos on them? Company different, different versions, basically on different shapes and stuff, so uh -huh. that, that's like the next thing to work. And branded, I assume, right. too. Right, right. yeah. yeah. Awesome. So well, you own them, right? I own. Oh well, my wife bought them. I haven't. She's she's them? gonna give them away to uh -huh. her, her nieces or her nephews. Oh nice. Okay. Well, make sure you get one for them. Okay. Yeah. So again, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, and wish you the best of luck with T cubed. Uh, any last thought? Thank you. Shout out to or thanks to somebody. Sack proud, honestly. Sack proud, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And thanks to all our, our friends who've been really supportive and helping with this, in particular, like Jack Garvey, who helped mm -hmm. a lot with um, Startup Hustle.